Give me a uh, a big CUF podcast intro. This is a big CUF podcast intro. <laughs> See you a podcast intro. Welcome to the podcast. I am host Jacob. This is Birdie. We're on staff here at Community Faith. And again, this is the COF podcast where we like to break down the past sermon from this last yep. weekend, which we had Marco Monroy in the house. He was. From He's here. COF yeah. Cancun, yep. campus pastor there. And gosh, I love Marco. He did not bring Cancun with him. It was kind of cold. It was freezing cold, but <laughs> Marco and Karina were here. Um, yeah. Sorry, mom and dad. Uh, Rachel and I have joked and um, maybe told Marco and Karina that um, they should adopt us. Um, no, they're wonderful <laughs> people. No, um, we love spending time with them. Um, yeah, they're fantastic. I love learning from their wisdom and Karina's gardening wisdom and um, just their, their perspective on life. And they're so real and they're so honest. So Yeah, I didn't know she was a gardener. She's she that is. A gardener, a gardener. A uh, gardener. Gar- gardener. <laughs> I don't a know, man. A, a gardener. Yeah, yeah a gardener. Yeah. Like a Samwise Gamgee. I'm off oh, the rails yeah. already. T- yeah. 30 seconds in. Yeah, Marco was here and uh, talking about Hope for Men. We've been in a series yep. called Hope for Your Home this uh, week. Specifically designed and, and tailored for um, how men can, can have hope in who they are in Jesus and um, how we can best uh, get our lives on track with how God designed us. And um, yep. basically with, uh, with eyes open and eyes fixed on Jesus. And so um, we're going to talk about that a little bit. Uh, Birdie, any, any place specifically you want to start? Yeah, well, I'll say um, anytime that there's a, a, a talk about men, I, uh, I usually initially just feel very unmanly because it's always like, <laughs> like for example, first point, uh, created to cultivate and build things. I'm like, I can't build oh, anything, <laughs> you I'm know? So, I'm such a cultivator and a builder. <laughs> and so I'm like, I mean, I, well... That's not me, you know. Um, yeah, I, there are certain ways you can you can understand certainly of cultivating and building and how that's that's built into into how I do things. But the moment, like on the front side of it, I'm like, oh gosh, I don't cultivate or build, <laughs> you know. Yeah, um, I love that stuff. That's like right up my alley. Yeah, that's um, why I ask you to help me build things. Yeah, I love building things, especially for friends. And uh, I'm a cultivator. I asked you the other day. I was like, hey man, for this uh, for our city. By the way, everybody sign up for for our city. We are all thousands of community faith members going to be serving our community all at the same time all over houston and cyprus and hockley and waller and katie everywhere in between a lot of online options too if that fits your vibe better and uh i was like man can i do one of the gardening ones because a few of them are like fixing up you know vegetable gardens or just grounds uh at campuses and so i'm a cultivator i love that stuff i'm a gardener and uh yeah one more thing on forest city uh I love this because I want people who don't know the Lord in our community to see us and not just community faith, but just see Christians doing good things through the community so much so that they, they have to say, wow, I'm thankful for those people. Look what they're doing for our community. Like I don't necessarily believe what they believe, but wow, I'm thankful that they are here. Um, we have a massive opportunity all to, to show our city that, um, we care about them and we, we're not just kind of about our own little walled off closed building doors and you better be a part of our community if you want to have any interaction with us but it's our opportunity to go to yeah. the masses and yeah. share the love of christ through our actions so yeah for sure well and i mean a, a community should feel if a church is no longer present you know like yeah because they're making a difference in the community it, itself not so it's like oh hey look at us come be a part of us but like it 
you should like desire that church to be there because it's gonna it's gonna make the community better. They're gonna serve and, and be yeah, around, and that's what like we get I the want, chance to do. I want community of faith to be essential to Northwest Houston. Yeah, like if we packed, like you said, if we packed up and left one day, like the whole community would it's notice like hurting. Yeah. yeah, well, and not hurting because you want it to hurt because you're you're like they depend on you. But yeah, absolutely. No. Like you've you're making a difference regularly in the community. You know, yeah. it's huge. And that's what we had a chance to do last weekend in uh, in February. There are so many different opportunities to um, go to the website cough.church c-o-f dot church and um it, just start browsing through it i mean there's there's yeah. stuff that yeah. you'd be surprised of of what we can do yeah. um it's not all manual labor uh there's a lot of of calling and encouragement kind of things too and so really there's something for everybody there's stuff you can do with the family with the kiddos and so um check it out please oh. but I, i'm sorry you just you, you set that up for me and i, I try to hit it out of the park so you're not a cultivator. I'm not a cultivator. Go back to Mark, Marco's sermon. I'm not a builder, but I cultivate and I build other things. That's other true. Other than uh, physical, um, you know, structures yeah. and gardens. Yeah. Well, no, so, I mean, I don't think it has to be a manual labor thing. I mean, oh, yeah. he started out in Genesis 1 and Genesis 3. I love this passage, by the way. Oh, my goodness. Um, and here's why. I mean, it, it's a the, the, the gardening situation, like, it's not a stretch for me to take um, – the role of the first people, you know, we call them Adam and Eve. Um, God gave them a job. And, man, do you have this passage up? I don't have it in Which front of me. Which one is that? Um, yeah, Genesis 2.15. The Lord took man and put him in the Garden of Eden to what? To work it. Mm. To work it and take care of it. You know, he yeah. he set, and this is, this is pre-fall, okay? So pre, everything is perfection, like Marco said. And he said, I want you to go to that garden and I want you to work. I want you to, I don't know, like shovel dirt around and pick up sticks and, and plant things and, and water and, and plant seeds. And I want you to work the garden. And so he put, he put Adam and Eve in the garden to work initially, yeah. pre-fall. And so, man, this to me is an eye-opening passage about m- me as a, as a human, my relationship with work. And so um, we get to the fall. And so this is where basically I'm trying to say that Adam's job was a gardener. And so when we talk about cultivating, when we talk about um, working the garden, that was the job that God assigned to him. Yeah. And so I think it's easy for us to also say, okay, this is the, this is the job that I'm in. God, I want to grow where you planted me. Um, and so then we get to the fall, we get to the disobedience and he says, Adam, I still want you to work, but I'm cursing the ground. Your work is going to fight against you. This is like one of my favorite passages. I don't, most people will be like, why is this your favorite passage? It's because this, this changes my perspective on work. Uh, uh, Genesis uh, 3, kind of starting 17. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil, you will eat food from it all of the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food until you return to the ground. And like, I love that because People are always like, man, I just want to find my dream job and I, I want, you know, this and that and and yeah. I want to I love my job. I'm like, no, you don't love your job. I know I really do. It's like we're not supposed to love work. We just aren't, you know, it, it, like think about the, the exchange of values. Like you do this thing and we give you a paycheck in return. Yeah. Like it's uh, if you love it so much, why wouldn't you just do it for yeah, free? Yeah, do it for free. Yeah, exactly. So well. no, because of this verse, because of sin, like God designed us to work. And because of sin, we're still designed to work. 
but it's going to fight against us. The mm-hmm. ground is cursed now. And so, yes, this is why our jobs fight against us. This is why that when the alarm you know, goes off at 6 a.m. and you just don't want to go to work, and this is why your boss is a jerk. It's because of sin. <laughs> it is. It's a fact. And yeah. we're going to work for the rest of the rest. And you know, when we're in the kingdom, it's, it's going to be work that we enjoy. We'll have the work without it fighting against us. Yeah. But I think this will put in perspective for a lot of us who, you know, maybe we feel dissatisfied with our work um, or we're frustrated in it or it just sucks because we don't like to do it. This is the reason why all of it is because of sin, because of this right here. And so I'm sorry. I just love that passage. Well, yeah, I, you do. Well, and I've, I've heard you, you, you talk about it before. Uh, and I think I think one thing that stood out um, even in that that whole whole mindset that, that Marco was talking about is he was saying the reason is because God is more concerned about character than comfort. And so we're, Work builds our character, you know. Um, that's one. That's one key key thing that is a result of of working and, and growing in that. Um, but yeah, I mean, the our challenge is um, what we're trying to cultivate, what we're trying to work in is is warring against us. So uh, it, it is it is hard. It is difficult. And I guess on my question, to you Jacob, uh, just whenever you think about the the whole idea of character building, um, why do you? Why do you think that's so important specifically for men as far as the, the character instead of the comfort, uh, like work building, building us up? Um, what, or even, even on that note, why do, um, why do men get so obsessed with work often? I think for a lot of us, it's, um, it's just comfortable. Um, I think some people are, as Marco said, we're kind of wired for it. I, I don't think that means women aren't. Um, but I mean, let's face it, work is something we spend more time around our coworkers than we do our families. Like, let that sink sink in a little bit, yeah. you know, for an American. Um, and so it's a it becomes a place of comfort. Um, if we halfway enjoy our job, um, it's become something that we're good at, something we're skilled at, which is a great thing. Um, I'd point you to Proverbs 27, um, that, you know, uh, someone who's skilled at their job is is blessed. And so, um, not that it's a bad thing, but I think we get easily get to a place where, um, it becomes an idol. You know, it's really easy for money to become an idol. And I think it's kind of wrapped up in work. And so we find ourselves in a place of, uh, of comfort within our work. And so I think it might, there's kind of a little bit of paradox there with the, the whole comfort versus, um, character situation, because what does it look like when, you're comfortable, you're more comfortable uh, pouring yourself into your work than you are, you know, getting home to the, the screaming kids or the uh, cooking dinner. Yeah. Um, I'm, a, I'm a cook, and so I'm in the uh, cultivating cook. Um, <laughs> I'm in the season right now where it's like, it's like, yeah, we can't, with the baby, we can't. Uh, like, one person always has to be watching the baby, and the other person has to be cooking. And so... Yeah. Um, there's sometimes where it would be easier for me to be at work doing work things yeah. um, than going home. That's why I call home second shift. So <laughs> yeah. this is something I picked up from uh, a pastor in Dallas. It's just like, man, start viewing men, especially start viewing your home life, uh, working, working moms too, working wives, viewing your home life as your second shift. And like you got your commute home, take a deep breath. You're going into your second shift. It's not time to, you know, grab a beer and watch the game every night. Um, but you have responsibilities at home. Yeah. Um, that's a good way to look at it. And so I think Rachel, my wife kind of hates that phrase when I use it because she associates that with like, 
oh, why don't you feel like you're working mm. when oh, you're so at home? Oh, so I'm, I'm work? Yeah. No, 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 no. That's not my mind. My <laughs> mindset is like, I'm here. Uh, I'm alert. I'm here with a purpose. This isn't my um, complete, like, just tune out my son and my wife time. Like, this is... I, I want to be intentional with this time yeah. too. That's why I call it second shift. Yeah. Well, but. and that's a, that's a good way to even look at the character and comfort thing. Cause I, I, I mean, you're right. Like I, I know I, I can obsess over work, uh, you know, cause it, it can be comfortable depending on the season or the situation or whatever it may be. But, uh, knowing that, um, like there, there's character building on first shift and second shift. Um, yeah. and you sleep on the third, I guess. Yeah. It's, that's pretty much yeah. it. You know? <laughs> yeah. No, that's. I mean, I'm, that makes a lot of sense. And I think. I think the the key thing is just to see um, to see work in its right place. Um, uh, to see to see our character being built through through just really focusing in on the on the opportunities we have to cultivate in our lives. And sure, we cultivate and build things at our place of employment, our work. But we also, um, if you have a family. Um, if you have a wife, if you have kids, uh, if you have neither, um, I mean, you cultivate friendships, you build those friendships and encourage people, point them toward what God has for them too. You know, and I think that's an important part of it that we think is optional sometimes, but it's not, uh, it's, it's really important. Yeah, absolutely. Um, man, you say like reasons to work. Um, man, my mind, we we were actually talking about this last night in my home team because, uh, we were reading through some Proverbs and there were a few on work and it was just like, man, think about the reasons to work. And it's like, I, I, I thought of three kind of off the bat and I haven't really, you know, thought too hard about this. So I'm sure there's other great reasons too. But I thought of just like, um, means just to have your needs met. Right. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's being able to, um, if we're, you know, fortunate enough, if we're blessed enough to have a roof over our heads and, you know, food on the table. Um, and for that of your family and then means to be generous. Um, so I, I, part of the reason I work and I never think about this while I'm working, but I probably should. It's just like, man, I'm working today so that I can be generous with the money that I'm making today. Like, man, how can I, how can I use this money that I'm making today to impact other people? Like, no. I don't know, maybe it'd be a really cool way to work. Maybe it's just for a day or like an hour and you could kind of subdivide your, <laughs> you know, your rate or whatever, yeah. your day rate or your hourly rate to be like, man, this hour I'm working for, so-and-so who I know is in need. Um, and the third means just like it's, it's practice for the kingdom, man. Like we're, we're going to be working for God for the rest of the rest. <laughs> and um, man, how can I work for God now? Like how can I build the habit of like being a good worker, you know, right now sure. because I'm going to be doing it for yeah. forever. It's, uh, it's not going away. You exactly. Know. So yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. It's that's exciting. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I, um, uh, yeah, one of the things, um, one of the verses that Marco read this weekend it was Second Corinthians twelve ten. Um, just talks about like for for when I am weak, then I am strong, um, which seems just kind of counterintuitive. Uh, but he was saying like when we, not just men, but everyone, when we face adversity, uh, we learn to depend on God. And I can think of situations in my life where like work gets out of control. Maybe there's just it's overwhelming an overwhelming season and. Uh, in those moments where you have to depend on God, um, you know, it, it kind of sh- shapes us, uh, in, in a lot of ways. I think, uh, sometimes we want to be able to control everything. At least I know I do. <laughs> I want to yeah. have control, um, but really need to depend on God, even, uh, in adversity, not in adversity. 
Uh, and that's that's important important to realize that and even in the times when we think we have it all together to to lean on God and see like God wh- what are you wanting to do in this situation in my life with this new coworker that I like I don't like um, mm-hmm. this difficult situation I'm facing yeah uh, how can I depend on you in this moment resulting in people seeing you through me as a follower of of you yeah birdies you know one of the things I do here at community of faith is when we're looking at kind of the broad strokes of teaching series and planning out that kind of thing is to kind of think through, you know, where we're going to go. Um, and when we kind of initially landed on a, a specific Sunday teaching hope for men, this specific point, although it was kind of small in Marco's sermon, um, was the first thing that I latched onto months ago. Um, the world would teach men to, be this immovable object, this carry a big stick and walk tall, Teddy Roosevelt, you know, (laughs) Leonidas and, you know, all of the the Winston Churchills. And it's like, you got to be this tough leader, you know, um, be somebody worth following Craig Rochelle, like all of the, all of the things that are like wrapped up in like, if you're a Latino, like machismo um, is a real thing. And so, um, but the first thing that came to my mind was like, and if I could give men at COF and, and just my peers one word of advice, it would be, no, you've been taught to be a, this leader your whole life. You know, culture has told you to be a leader. Um, but what's really going to give you hope for your family and hope for your home as a man is being a follower, is learning to be, that's good. to make yourself low and following Christ. I'm like, that's it. It's, 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 it's simply put, I mean, it's a complex thing, but, um, depending on, like Marco said, depending on the Lord, um, that's it. Like if you, if you do everything else and you do everything else right, but you're not recognizing that God's power is perfected in weakness and you're not relying on him, man, good luck. I think that's going to lead to a place of great despair. So that's why I think, man, it is just, I think that's the reason why every single one of us desperately needs a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so, um, if you're curious about what that looks like, um, you, you can't po- point to a time in your life where you've kind of given the, the keys of your life over to Jesus and said, you know what, um, I'm going to follow you. My life is about you now. I want you to be my Lord and my King and, and kind of the boss of my life. And, um, you know, I, I trust you for the forgiveness of my sins. I look to your death as, as the reason why I have life and I'm saved from my sin. If you've never done that, um, I would, I would encourage you to do so. And, you know, if you curious about what that looks like, please, um, shoot me an email, shoot me a call, Jacob J at cof.tv. Give Bertie a, a, a ring, uh, reach out to us though. Um, cause that's what we're here for. I mean, that's what for the sure. whole point of this whole church thing is, is to follow Christ and to make him known. And so, um, Bertie. Yeah. Even it, well, I, I guess I, I, like what you just said, uh, it, it reminds me of that uh, I guess you could call it a mantra of like God won't give you more than you can handle. Um, it's like absolutely not true. He gives you more than you can handle, and you have to depend on Him. And mm-hmm. I think what stinks, like what's difficult specifically about men, but also for women, for everyone, mm-hmm. is sometimes we think like, well, God's not going to give me more than I can handle, and yeah. so like I'm good. But the reality is, even if it's something you feel like quote unquote you can handle, um, you got to depend on God. <laughs> It's, it is about being a follower, not a leader, where you submit to what God has for you in your life. Depend on him in all situations. Uh, so, 
I think it's a misconstruction of the misconstruction. Is that a yeah, word? Yeah. Oh, I heard you say it. Uh, that must be cursive knowledge. Misconstrued. <laughs> I don't know. Construction. Misconstruction. Yeah, miscon. I don't. Misunderstanding. I'm gonna go with that. There you go. Um, I think it's just a a, a misplaced, uh, you know, memory of a verse in James, like James one, James two. God will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. Uh, yeah. Um, well, I saw it uh, attributed to Mother Teresa the first time I saw it. Oh, wow. I was like, huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, it was also one of those boards that just have all these random quotes that are clearly not from that person. They just kind of, like, piece stuff together. Uh, yeah, so. true. But. Yeah, I can't trust the internet anymore. <laughs> um, Birdie making the curse of knowledge joke. I don't know. I'm not going to throw it under the bus in the podcast. Anyways, short. long story short, uh, Birdie doesn't trust me. He trusts the internet more than me. He Google stuff. After <laughs> oh, I say come it. on. Um, oh. Man, let's wrap this up with kind of uh, just recapping Marco's last point of like, how do we actually do this? How, men, how do you fulfill this role? Um, and, and, and maybe women too. Um, I don't want to get too caught up in the, uh, the, the separating of the, the, the genders here and the gender roles. Um, I said this this morning on Facebook Live. There's so many of you women at COF who are the spiritual leaders of your household, whether that's a permanent situation, whether that's currently in the season that you're in, um, you just are, you're the one who's, um, leading your kids. You're the one who's leading your husband. You're the one who's, you know, uh, raising the kids up to, to know and to want to be like Jesus. And so first let me say thank you. And, um, I'm just beyond impressed by that. And, um, it's extremely encouraging to me personally. Um, so how can we fulfill that role, Birdie? Yeah, well, there were a, f- a few things mentioned um, specifically from, Mar- uh, from Marco that I thought were really good, but uh, we have to keep our eyes open, walking according to what we believe, um, persevere, and then the motivation behind everything has to be love. And uh, really, that I think th- I think it's that last one that sticks. The motiva- motivation behind every action must be love. And when you think about that, that's like your your response to a lot of different things for me, I'll speak for myself, would be different, um, specifically thinking about, about that, because I think sometimes I can um, get so caught up in task or um, something like that or a certain way that I want it uh, selfishly that I don't put others first. And I think part of loving well is to to put yourself second. And so that's that's something specifically from the, the four he mentioned that stood out to me yeah. was every action, the motivation behind it must be love. Yeah. And those four points uh, come from Corinthians, First uh, Corinthians sixteen thirteen and fourteen it says, "Be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong, and let all that you do be done in love." So, be watchful, keep your eyes open, um, walk according to what you believe, stand firm in your faith, uh, persevere. You know, be strong, persevere in what you do. Um, there, there is an end in sight. You know, there's no, no heartache or you know storm is going to last for forever um and be motivated by love and let everything you do uh, come from that place of christ loving you as a believer as a as a child of god um let that lead easier said than done i feel like that mm-hmm. is the that is my go-to phrase in this podcast it's so easy to talk about that um there's so many things that are just difficult to do so yeah yeah absolutely um, and just to uh, you know what your next step is, maybe, um, to w- whatever that looks like in your in your 
your regular time with God, with your family? Is it to have some sort of time where you just, you, you read something in the Bible on a daily basis? Is that a step that you should take? Uh, whatever it may be. Um, but these, these are things we can take. And, um, I think ultimately just spending our time focusing on what God has for us, uh, by seeking him out through reading the Bible and then also seeking out community and whatever that looks like for us, um, in your workplace, in your home, through church, you know, uh, to do something this week to make a difference. You know, like whenever you put your head down, like, uh, God, thank you for letting me bar- be a part of this or do this today, this specific thing, whatever it may be. Uh, it's different for all of us, but to serve him daily, you know, to, to make a positive impact in someone's life at some point. Cool. Well, as we, uh, as we go from here, um, we just pray that God would give us the strength to do that. And so thanks for listening in, everybody. Um, again, if you would like to be a part of For Our City Big Service in our Community Day, check out the website. And thanks for tuning in. See you guys soon.